Today is Wednesday, February 17th. The title for our devotional is Grace in Disputable Matters. Today, we're moving on to the primary reason Paul wrote the letter of Romans. The issue here primarily revolves around the practice of the laws from the Old Testament, particularly the laws that were meant to distinguish the people of Israel from the rest of the world. Those are Sabbath practices, dietary laws, and circumcision. These practices marked them as the people of God, and they were quite proud of them. Now that the people of God was expanding to people of every cultural expression, what was to become of these distinctive practices? In the immediate community, this meant that they would not be able to eat together because of the Jewish dietary laws. This was a huge problem because one of the main aspects of a gathering on the Lord's Day was a meal that the house church would share together. These practices were destroying the unity of the church. So in Romans 14, 1 through 15, 13, we see Paul's solution to these issues. He says this, Accept the one whose faith is weak, without quarreling over disputable matters. One, per- one person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. And the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does. For God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord, and if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For this very reason, Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. You then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? For we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, As surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block or obstacle in the way of a brother or sister. I am convinced, being fully persuaded in the Lord Jesus, that nothing is unclean in itself. But if anyone regards something as unclean, then for that person, it is unclean. If your brother or sister is distressed because of what you eat, you are no longer acting in love. Do not by your eating destroy someone for whom Christ died. Therefore, do not let what you know is good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Because anyone who serves Christ in this way is pleasing to God and receives human approval. Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is clean, but it is wrong for a person to eat anything that causes someone else to stumble. It is better not to eat meat or drink wine or to do anything else that will cause your brother or sister to fall. So whatever you believe about these things, keep between yourself and God. Blessed is the one who does not condemn himself by what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because their eating is not from faith, and everything that does not come from faith is sin. 
We who are strong ought to bear with the failings of the weak, and not to please ourselves. Each of us should please our neighbors for their good, to build them up. For even even Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the scripture and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the patriarchs might be confirmed, and moreover that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy. As it is written, Therefore I will praise you among the Gentiles. I will sing the praises of your name. Again it says, Rejoice you Gentiles with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Let all the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will spring up, one who will arise to rule over the nations. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Remember, this application applies only to those things in the category of disputable matters, as he says in 14.1. The solution does not apply, in Paul's mind, to the essential doctrines of chapters 1 through 11, or the community and cultural living of 12 through 13, which we discussed the first few days this week, as well as ethical imperatives. These are in a different category altogether. In these disputable matters, his general call is for the strong, or those who have the true and the more freeing position, to willingly give up that freedom for others in the community, so as to not cause them to sin. Each may have their conviction, but they must take their brother or sisters into account and do what is best for their faith as well as their own. This should always be the disposition of Christians, because it is the disposition of Jesus. The ultimate aim being to bring God more glory. The church worshiping together in spite of their individual differences brings God more glory. The trickiest part of this teaching is to decide what goes in the category of disputable matters. Obviously, the things that Paul mentions here should be included in this discussion and are still discussed today. Things like eating kosher, Sabbath observance, Sabbath observance on Saturday or Sunday, To these, I think, we could also add things like alcohol consumption, some practices of other denominations, things like infant baptism, confessing, praying at certain times of day in a certain posture, as long as they are not viewed as essential for salvation, music styles in church, Bible translations, things like that. Christians can and should disagree on a lot of things. For us to be united in community with one another, we must learn to first discern where to draw hard lines and where to show grace. Then, in those disputable matters, we must prioritize grace for one another and a willingness to give up our rights and liberties for the benefit of others, because that is precisely what Jesus did. For additional content today, I've included a link to the Bible Project podcast talking about the family of God. The question is, who's in? It's a really great podcast. I encourage you to, to go over to the devotional page, click on the link, and listen to the whole thing. 
Really, if you haven't listened to the whole Bible Project podcast conversation on the family of God, I encourage you to listen to that. It fits really nicely with our Among Us campaign. For reflection time today, how important is the unity of the church to you? Are you willing to get along with people who have differences of opinion on some of the more contentious matters of our day that are not matters of essential doctrine, ethical imperatives, or the clear teachings in Scripture? Are you willing to lay down your liberties and rights for the benefit of others to exist peacefully in community?